Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors lost by a score of 119 to 114 to the San Antonio Spurs. It was um, it was a frustrating game, man. It was a very frustrating game. It was a winnable game. Very winnable. I didn't think the Spurs played fantastic. I, that's not what happened here. The Spurs are... Just kind of an average team. Below average, I would even say. And the Raptors just lost. And and quite honestly, you know, I, I say they let one get away. But, I mean, I might be just looking at standards from last year or, or previous years. Because uh, at no point did the Raptors actually control this game. That did not happen. Um, and, yeah. The Raptors lost. And it's, um, you know, whatever. It's one loss. But at the same time... It's frustrating. You would expect them to bounce back after uh, losing in that fashion on opening day. Uh, you would expect them to do so against the Spurs, who just looked like a good matchup. Looked like the Raptors could do some things to the Spurs. And early on, I thought they were pressing those advantages, and I'll get into that shortly. But the Raptors just didn't do enough. They didn't do enough. And even though they had a four-point lead with about a minute and a half left, they blew that lead. And they failed to execute, and they made some mistakes. They made they missed some open shots. You know, um, you can't get more wide open than Kyle Lowry at the elbow with literally nobody around him, um, and he completely short irons it. Uh, it sucks, and that would have been the go ahead shot for the Raptors. Even Fred's shot to tie at the end there was fairly open, and you know didn't get the bounce to tie and force overtime, but. Um, Honestly, it should have never come down to that, man. And again, no disrespect to the Spurs, man. The Spurs are a solid team. They're a solid team. But let me just read you what the Spurs... What have the Spurs done in the last two years? What Essentially, what is this team, right? Dem- DeMar, LaMarcus Aldridge, supporting role players, right? Young supporting role players, old supporting role players. Doesn't really matter. Spurs, last season, all right? 32-39. and 39. The year before that, 48-34. and 34. All right, so you you average that out over the course of those two years, we're talking about close to a 500 team. And the Raptors, just they couldn't get it done. They they couldn't get it done. And and they and this is a game that last year's Raptors you should expect to win the game. And this year's Raptors, we don't really know about this year's Raptors as, as much. Um, but I expect them to win the game. I have higher expectations on the Raptors than to lose in this kind of game. And they lost this game. And honestly, a lot of mistakes. We can talk about a lot of mistakes. First off, defensively, poor. Very poor. All right? 119 points conceded to the Spurs. They shot 47% from the field. Right? Um, you know, they shot 41% from three. Whatever. That's that's okay. Um, but poor in the sense that if you watch the way this game went for the Raptors defensively, it just didn't feel that hard to score on the Raptors. Last year, 
And I keep talking about last year. I wonder when I'm going to stop thinking about last year and focus on this year. Because obviously last year was a lot more happy than this year has turned out to be so far. But last year, it was a freaking nightmare to score on the Raptors. Right? Um, the Raptors had all these schemes. They had all these bodies. Extra length. You know, they had size of the basket. You know, these perimeter players just like digging into guys. They were the second best defense in the league last year. And if you took the fraudulent bucks out of it, you know... I mean, they had an elite defense. And I understand. You lose Mark. You lose Serge. Those guys are very important. Mark, elite defender. Still, for his age. Serge, still a really good defender. Um, you know, despite, you know, what... Uh, on a game-to-game basis, whatever. It might, it might fluctuate. But on the whole, you can still depend on him to defend. And I get that. That's that's a loss of size. That's a loss of, you know... Um, that, that, it's a loss of talent. But, I mean... They should be better than this, man. The Raptors have been poor defensively today and against uh, the Pelicans. Today, when you look at some of the, the buckets they're leading, they're giving up, getting back cut, guys getting right to the basket, doubling the post and, and getting beat to rotate, being late to rotate, uh, leaving corner three-point shooters open, leaving Patty Mills open. What the hell is that? What the hell is that? You just had J.J. Redick, who is essentially a Patty Mills clone, J.J. Redick, in game one, goes off for how many threes, right? 20-plus points off the bench. You come to this game, Patty Mills, 21 points off the bench, 8 of 9 shooting, 5 of 6 from 3. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. And defensively, it, the Raptors are going nowhere if they don't fucking play defense, all right? They, they are going nowhere if they don't play defense. And every single Raptor will tell you that. Every single coach will tell you that. The Raptors need to hang their head defensively. Because offensively, this team is can be decent, can be good, but... They're not that great offensively. So what they need to do is defend. And so far, they have not defended. Today, they have not defended. When you look at the stretch there in the second quarter, when they're playing the zone defense that the Raptors obviously had great success with last year, this year, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the personnel. Maybe it's the, the fact that you know, I have a different center in the middle who is not communicating the same as before. Uh, whatever it is, porous, porous. Guys just getting to the brim easily, um, you know, and... Third quarter there, you know, when you know they're they're trapping Demar. They're hard trapping Demar. Okay, force Demar to get rid of the ball. Okay, that's fine. Demar's making the quick pass, making the right pass, and the Raptors are unable to rotate. Guys are driving right to the basket, finishing over contact. Um okay, Lamarcus Aldridge is in the game. You got Chris Boucher, that's a size mismatch. Okay, let's double the post. Let's hard double the post. Lamarcus is passing the ball. Same deal. Spurs moving around, boom, they get an open three, they get an open layup. It's too much, man. It's too much. And the worst part about all this, the absolute worst part, is the offensive rebounds. The Spurs, not even a big team. This is who the Spurs started tonight, all right? Four guards. Four guards. Keldon Johnson's a guard. Lonnie Walker's a guard. uh, DeJounte Murray's a guard. DeMar uh, DeMar DeRozan, obviously, is a guard. And then they had freaking LaMarcus Aldridge in the middle. LaMarcus is not even trying. He did not try very hard today. He did not play very hard today. It was a Bargnani-esque performance from LaMarcus Aldridge, who at this age, at his big age, is not trying to be an active defender. He's not trying to be an active rebounder and did not try to do that today in this game. And what did the Raptors do? They gave up so many offensive rebounds. They got out-rebounded by the Spurs. The Spurs are smaller, or one of the very, very few teams in the NBA who are smaller than the Raptors. 
One of the very few teams in the NBA that are small in the Raptors, and yet the Raptors get out-rebounded. And what do they lose on at the end of the game? LaMarcus Aldridge grabbing an offensive rebound off a putback after the Raptors and Spurs scrap for that offensive rebound like for like five seconds. Nobody can get the rebound. That was the theme throughout the game. It wasn't like the Spurs had 20 offensive rebounds. You might look at it, all right, 14 offensive rebounds. That's not so bad. Why is Will tripping? No, if you watch the flow of this game, all those offensive rebounds are frustrating, all right? And, and the, the Aldridge offensive rebounds to, to win the game, you just absolutely cannot. Once you get a stop, which the Raptors did get a stop in the most important possession of the game when they had a one-point lead, you get that rebound and you finish the possession and you close that game out. And the Raptors could not get the offensive rebound and instead they go down and they can't execute and they lose. That's important. And honestly, that's not even the worst offensive rebound they gave up. There's one stretch there, one freaking DeJounte Murray, who again, he's a guard. He's a guard. He, he's six foot five. He drives in against four Raptors. He wins the offensive rebound and he kicks it out. I think it was Aldridge who hits a corner three right off of that. Just frustrating game, man. The, 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 just the activity on the glass was not there. It was not there. It was lacking. It was lacking. Um,. And, yeah, defensively, you know, they should just be better than this, man. They should just be better than this. It's a common theme that was in the post game. Everyone talked about it. Fred talked about the lack of communication. It's a dead silent arena. Obviously, no fans in the arena. You should be talking. You don't hear any talking, all right? The communication is the basis of defense. You need to work together as a team. The communicators, um, I asked Nick about this early in preseason. Yo, who's your best communicator on the team? And he, you know, he talked about all oh, this, this, this. And I'm just like, so far, I'm not seeing that connectivity, all right? And Fred just confirmed that literally nobody's talking out there. It's, they got to all do better at that front. Um, the physicality, they got to do better. Um, you know, look, you're undersized. The only way you're going to succeed while playing undersized is to be more physical, more the hustle, play harder. Raptors have not done that in both those games, uh, especially not tonight. I mean, like the 50-50 battles, like the Spurs won so many of them, right? And, and then the other factor is just like, I mean, you know, some of it has just come down to size too. Like, you know, I, I think, you know, whatever, the rotation, stuff like that, winning second chance balls, you know, that's that's fine. But some of it has also come down to size, right? And you, and you look at the size of the Raptors have lost. Going from Gasol in the starting lineup to Baines, that's a drop-off in size. Baines is a huge man. He's absolutely massive. But, but, but Mark Gasol is seven feet tall, legitimately seven feet tall. Bigger, stronger than Baines. Uh, and, you know, that that is a bit of a concern. I don't even think Baines has been bad. Baines was good today, man. He took a charge, um, you know, scored in 20 minutes, was quite productive. He didn't close the game because Boucher was so great, but whatever. Chris also did really well for himself, too. Really won his matchup. Honestly, against LaMarcus, he did fine. The Raptors helped, doubled, you know, allowed Chris to, you know, survive that mis- post-mismatch. And, of course, when it was uh, Boucher versus Jakob Pertl in the battle of the backup centers who hustle. Uh, Boucher easily outplayed Pertl. Um, all Pertl really brought was some offensive, um, some moving screens, really, and honestly, some some decent passes off the short roll, whatever. Um, uh, but Boucher was good. It's the other guys. The, the other guys need to be better. You know, the other guys need to be better. And and so far, I'm looking at OJ and Obi. Honestly, on a, in a, in a team where you know the Raptors need more rebounding, where, where why isn't we need OJ to step up on that front? Um, six rebounds today. That's not enough. That, that's not enough. I know we're asking for a lot. Okay, yeah, go out there, guard DeMar DeRozan, the best offensive player, all right? And then you got to get you all your the secure defensive rebounds. We're asking for a lot. I mean, that's isn't that what we expect? It's not like offensively OG's giving you a ton, right? OG's giving you okay offense, just like he did last year. Um, you know, he finally hit two threes today, which is great. Um, you know, three of six, whatever, 10 points, you can't really, you know, that's that's what you expect from OG. I, I don't think there's a huge leap offensively necessarily coming without his role changing. 
And that, I don't see that change happening just yet. But defensively, has he maximized his potential in these two games? Right? You look at OJ and Obi. What's his role? Go shut down the opposing player and, you know, be a dominant defensive force. Where was that dominance? DeMar DeRozan, 27 points, 10 of 17 shooting. That doesn't look like dominant defending with eight assists. Yeah, that's his average. But, like, okay, so you're telling me that OG's an average defender now? Like, it... it it needed to be better, man. And the defensive rebounds, they need to be better. And then I'm looking at the guards. Fred, three defensive rebounds. Kyle, zero defensive rebounds. Zero rebounds for Kyle overall. Really? Kyle Lowry with zero rebounds? When does that happen, man? Kyle's always been a guy who's around five, six rebounds a game. Zero? Really? And, and again, it's just, it's frustrating, man. Of course, you can focus on small things. When you lose a narrow game like this, you can always focus on small things. Yeah, Kyle had an open three, uh, open jumper there. You know, Pascal had a, you know, a charge that, you know, that really should have been a blocking foul, but the Raptors, Nick wasted his, uh, you know, uh, as he always does. Nick loves to waste his challenge for Kyle Lowry and for nobody else. Uh, and Kyle, honestly, he just committed his fourth foul. He should have been playing a little bit more careful when he had three fouls on him. Um, and, you know, Nick burned his t- challenge, so they, they couldn't challenge the, the play where, Mills slid under Pascal, um, which was a pivotal play because the Raptors were up four with about a minute and a half left. Mills slides under Pascal, late shot clock. It's called a charge for some reason, even though Mills is clearly moving. Uh, and instead of Pascal getting to the line to shoot another two to extend the lead to six, it's a turnover and the Spurs get the score. You know, you, you could look at mistakes all over the place. But I, I think realistically, the bottom line is Raptors have to defend better. They have to defend better. The Spurs are a good defense, offensive team, kind of. Kind of. I mean, like, they don't even have that many shot creators, really. Um, but the Raptors just need to defend better. And then, really, off the bench, some of the guys have been poor. Some of the guys have been poor. Matt Thomas and Norman Powell together as a combo, defensively, is going to be very rough. Because neither of them defend. And neither of them have the size to defend a three. The Spurs don't even have big players today. But the Spurs guys still burn them off the bench. Whether it was Devin Vassell, 7 points. Patty Mills, 21 points. Unacceptable stuff, really. It just is, man. Um... You know, Norm has been really, really bad. Um, he didn't score today. I'm not even talking about the offense. Yeah, he missed some shots. Who cares? Chris Boucher, fall, literally Chris Boucher followed up three of Norm's misses for dunks. You know, whatever. I look at 0 for 5, that could be 3 for 5. Without Norm driving in, Boucher doesn't score. The Raptors don't score in that possession. I don't care about that. It's the defensively, right? It, it's the defensive part that's really frustrating. Because Norm comes in, for example, is, is, is supposed to check DeMar DeRozan. To give, give OG just a little bit of a breather off the bench. And what does Norm do? He presses up on DeMar DeRozan at, at, at literally the logo, like like he's guarding Steph or something. What are you doing? The, the scouting, I mean, forget the scouting report. Everyone knows the scouting report on DeMar. He's not really going to shoot. He hit three threes today, cool. But, like, realistically, you play the averages, right? He's not really going to look to shoot. He's going to look to drive. Forget the scouting report. Bro, Norm played with DeMar for, like, four years. How do you not know that? You, you guys didn't work on that in practice? Like, yo, I'm sure Norm, as a shooting guard, got matched up with DeMar a ton in, in practice. How are you now guarding him on the logo? What 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 coverage is that? What coverage is that? And and now on that play, which I screen cap, you can look at it, but, like, DeMar drives in and gets an and one. You know, and, and these small issues, man. The Raptors need to be way better defensively. They need to be way better on the defensive glass. They need to be way better on the rotations. They need to deliver more ball pressure. If they trap, they need to rotate and recover and help each other out. They need to be more physical. They need to gang rebound. And they just need to be better, man. Because this they lost a game today that is unacceptable. It's just unacceptable. I, I didn't even, And it's no disrespect to the Spurs. I really don't mean to disrespect them. It's just that the Raptors... If they are who we expect them to be this season, need to win games like this. Period. I mean, they needed to win against the Pelicans. Whatever. The Pelicans hit a bunch of threes. Raptors won cold. I get that. But this game, this game was just frustrating, man. The fact that the Raptors could never even take control in this game. 
frankly, it's upsetting. I'm upset. Um, and, you know, I, I, that, that's not to overlook some of the good things Raptors did tonight. 32 assists, you know, decent ball movement. Um, they, they went cold from three for a stretch, but they, I thought their, their th- overall looks from three were quite good. Um, you know, Pascal missed a few. Baines missed a few open ones. Uh, OG missed a few open ones. Kyle missed some open ones. You know, it is even Matt Thomas was open ones. It is what it is, but they moved the ball well offensively. And, and that's good. I mean, quite honestly, you know, not again, not to put down the Spurs, but you should do that. The Spurs are not a good defensive club. They have not been a good defensive club the last two years. That's why they're not one of the best teams in the league or one of the better teams in the league. They're not a, a playoff, uh, you know, um, not really a, a playoff um, threat. I'll say that much, even if they even make the playoffs. Um, and, and, and yeah, you know, it's just. It's frustrating, man. I mean, I don't know. I, I said at the start of the year, like, you got to recalibrate expectations a little bit. Um, and I did anticipate some drop-off. To see this much drop-off is is a little bit disappointing to start. Obviously, it's two games. They have a lot to fix. I think the defensive personnel is still good enough that the Raptors can make up for it. Baines has been solid. He's not, like, a Gasol, but he's still quite good. Um, he, he's still a plus defensively. Boucher has really stepped off at the bench, and I'll get to him in a second. I mean, he has seven blocks unbelievable um but yeah they just need to be better man uh, again like the raptors need to have, know their identity they're a defensive team need to get stops to win they did not get stops today they lost that's just how it's gonna go the raptors need to get a lot better defensively and fast you know in a short year where the raptors won't have that much uh time to practice or whatever man but they gotta be better man they gotta be better they, they have to be better and honestly you know it, yeah I'm happy that Nick is not skipping practices, not skipping shoot-arounds like, you know, like in previous seasons because this team does not deserve it yet. Honestly, they don't deserve it yet. They need all the time they can get to uh, to put everything down, to hammer everything in. Uh, in terms of some of the positives today, I thought first half, Pascal Siakam, phenomenal. Second half, disappeared. I, you know, it, it's a pattern, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. First half, though, Pascal, quite good. Um, you know, I think believe he had 12 rebounds at the half. He had five assists at the half and 12 points. Now, he ends up with 16 points um, in the game and ended up shooting under 50%. That's really just due to the three-point shooting. His two-point shooting was fine. Six of ten, it's fine. You know, I would say one or two layups, maybe, that it could have been reversed, but for the most part, fine. Um, but, yeah, first half, I, I loved what I saw from Pascal. His energy was through the roof. You know, again, the guy had 12 rebounds at halftime, man. Uh, you know, he was blocking shots, uh, you know, getting collecting loose balls, making extra efforts at the basket, rotating, obviously, leading the break, finishing, scoring, using his will. I mean, look, the Spurs don't have a, a power forward to guard him, right? Look at who's in the Spurs starting lineup. DeMar, you know, Murray, Walker, Johnson. None of those guys are power forwards. Sayakam so should have the advantage. Early on, he had that advantage. He pressed it. He scored in the post. You know, he got into the middle of the lane, got to the hook shot, scored. Um, you know, got to the free throw line a little bit in the first half. Uh, you know, the jumper wasn't even falling, but that's okay. He was playing well, distributing well. Um, that was all good. But as the game went on, he just started to fade in terms of from prominence offensively. They weren't feeding him the ball as much. And honestly, when he did have it, he wasn't doing as much with it. Um, you know, and of course, there was that crucial turnover at the end. Again, that's a bad call, but still, you know, realistically, it was like two seconds left on the clock. Well, I don't know what he was going to create. Honestly, Patty was pretty much bailing him out instead of the fact that, you know, it was actually just given as an offensive foul. But, um, you know, that was disappointing. There was a stretch there where, you know, okay, so 
Siakam's out of rhythm for the second half because they're mostly playing through Kyle and Fred. That's okay. Uh, but then he demands the ball. I believe this is like, you know, 2.30 left in the game. Um, and Siakam tries to dribble, takes many, many dribbles. It's very obvious he's going to shoot and shot a contested legit layup, which missed. You know, that's just, you know, you would obviously like to see him deliver there better. But honestly, I, I you know, you, you really do have to look at some of the more positive developments. I think despite the 0 for 5 today from 3, I think his 3 looks good. His jumper looks a little bit more steady. Uh, the assists have been very positive. He had six assists in game one. He had eight today. And if you looked at the eight assists that Pascal had today, seven of those were to three-point shots, which is fantastic. Um, he worked. Uh, he found Fred 4-3 uh, late in the game. That gave the Raptors a four-point edge. He found uh, Boucher 4-3. You know, after the, the, the Spurs kept going under in the pick and roll, Pascal, you know, flipped the ball around, t- give it to Boucher for three. Matt Thomas for three, you know. You know, I mean, look, Pascal has lived up to his name. He's literally passed. Like, you know, he's 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 been good. Fourteen assists through two games is fantastic. If he can be something close to seven assists per game, I'd be beyond thrilled. Realistically, seven is probably a lot. Uh, you know, that's will be double what he did uh, last season. But I think there, were, you know, the the assists is is going to be a very very important facet for Pascal because without the requisite offensive moves to break down his man consistently, especially from the perimeter. Um, he's going to need to uh, use that extra attention the defense has put on him to find open shots for his teammates. If he plays within the flow of the team instead of playing like you know, uh, like a James Harden type, um, I think it's going to be really, really uh, beneficial to both the Raptors and, of course, for Siakam. Because I think once he does beat teams a lot with his assists, and, and that goes into the scouting report a little bit, then it's going to free up a little bit more room for him to operate. And hopefully that leads to some better results at the rim. Um, actually, one thing, if you notice today, but a lot, uh, you know, with what the Raptors did really successfully in the half court, they ran a lot of horns, which is uh, you have two players um, stationed at the elbows and a third player. So it's a three-man game. The other two players are pretty much in the corners spacing. And the three guys they had, Fred, Kyle, and Pascal on these, they used variations of this play um, and to, to great, great effect. Uh, you know, they had a lot of options on the play. They they rotated the roles. So sometimes it was Pascal in the post. Um, sometimes it was Pascal up top. Sometimes it was Kyle in the post, which was very interesting to see. You rarely see horns with a guard running it um, in, in the post position there. Um, you had Fred as a cutter. They found Fred as a cutter a few times. Uh, I think once he scored, another time he kicked it out to OG for three. They just ran that play a, a lot, and, and I actually really like that. I mean, I think the fact that you can use any play that involves your three best offensive players, uh, that's going to be successful, and I thought they used it really well. I didn't see that much of Horns last year um, out of the Raptors, so I do wonder if that's something that uh, the new assistant coach, Chris Finch, brought into the Raptors. It's not like he invented Horns. Horns has been around the NBA for many, many years. Uh, you know, it used to be a little bit more popular. I think now with spacing being, uh, or pretty much five out spacing being as as prevalent as it is today, you're not seeing two guys stationed at the elbow, which is maybe going to hurt your spacing overall. But um, I liked it. I like seeing the horns plays there. Um, I like seeing the variations of you know Pascal screening for uh, Fred, Fred screening for Pascal, Kyle screening for Fred, Fred screening for Pascal. All these things. We're quite good, um, and I'm actually looking forward to seeing uh, how that play develops because I think that is really, really... It's just a creative way to use all three of your best offensive players. Um, and the fact that you can have guys like Baines playing off-ball, that's good. I thought Baines played really well today. 
um, especially in the dunker spot, just like waiting for dump off passes. The spacing on the floor was a lot better. There were a lot more driving lanes. Raptors would get into the paint a lot better today than it did, let's say, against uh, the Pelicans on the home opener, or even before that against the Spur or against the the Heat in the last preseason game. Um, Baines in the dunker spot. Weirdly enough, he's it's not necessarily spacing the floor, but you know when the Raptors do drive, you know that that and, and get deep enough. And the Spurs, frankly, are a poor perimeter defense team. Guys are going to be able to drive in and penetrate. You know, Baines is able to capitalize. He was he did well there, and of course, he also, he also hit a three. I still want to see him spend more time on the three point line, but um, you know, no complaints really with what what Baines did today. Fred was really good, especially in the second half. You know, again, in, out of the horns plays, Fred was quite good. You know, he's hitting these threes. You know, a lot of big like momentum stopping threes. Nine assists, you know, again, a really good performance from Fred. Um, you know, defensively, maybe you would have wanted him to do a little bit more in terms of rebounding. Uh, but he did a really good job helping in the post against LaMarcus, forcing him to give up the ball. Uh, you know, Fred was quite solid today, man. I have no complaints about what Fred has been doing. Um, and then off the bench, Chris. Chris Boucher was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. One of the best games of his career, quite frankly. 22 points, 10 rebounds, 7 blocks off the bench, 9 of 13 shooting from the field, 3 of 4 from 3. Hilarious. I think Norm missing so many layups is actually helping Chris because Chris obviously is such a factor on the offensive glass. And if you miss a layup, then, you know, there's a good chance you will uh, produce a, a, you know, a putback considering that the rebound's going to be short and around the basket. And Chris loves to crash. Um... But yeah, everything was going for Chris, man. The three-point shooting was been, has been good. You know, I mentioned after in game one, he was doing a really good job on the short roll where uh, off the pick and roll, defenses are going to sag back instead of rolling all the way to the basket, staying open, getting into that mid-range area, you know, making a play from there. Chris has done that well. That has, that That's legitimately new. I, I, I'm not, I don't remember seeing a lot of that from, from Chris, at least at the NBA level um, in the past few seasons. He's hitting the three, uh, honestly, really confidently. Um, so he looks good there. I mean, he, he looks fantastic. This is, it's a new role for him in that he's going to have this role consistently. And through two games, he has been really, really good. Um, and today the seven blocks, I mean, again, um, you know, Spurs, they ended up getting a lot of driving lanes because Raptors perimeter defense was a, it was a little bit poor because they just, you know, weren't keeping the ball in front of them as much and also B because they kept doubling. So, you know, guys were getting open off cuts. Uh, but Chris, the seven blocks is, is absolutely, I mean, it's phenomenal. I don't remember last time Raptors had some, some Raptor had seven blocks, man. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. So Chris, uh, really well done. I'm really encouraged by what he's done off the bench. The bench as a whole has been struggling. Um, I think Matt and Norm together defensively is not great. Matt has been better than Norm. Norm has been really bad defensively. It's been really frustrating to watch. He's just been really struggling so far this year. He needs to turn it around. Um, I think he's been a big drain for the bench at the moment. Um, you know, if you look at Nick, I'm a little surprised that he hasn't extended the rotation a little bit. He's, it's been a strict eight-man rotation with Bembry being like, you know, the ninth guy, but pretty much only plays on defensive sequences for short spurts, six minutes. This is kind of how people really wanted McCaw to play previously. I get and I get that, but I'm just looking at the Powell and Thomas combo. It doesn't look that great to me. I think there's defensively it's just a little bit too weak. I think Norm could get it going offensively and, and be better than this, certainly. But defensively, I think that combo is, is a little bit suspect. Hopefully, they just try to figure that out. But, you know, the option is still there to play Malachi Flynn. You know, he, he is there. I think the second unit could use a second playmaker so that Kyle and Fred don't always have to play with them. Um, 
But even if you have them on, like just having another guy who can like you know handle attack, create, run a pick and roll, is nice because we know you know uh, Norm is not creating that much for others. And honestly, Matt, Matt has some play creation. Like you know he made a couple of nice passes today, including a no look pass to find. Forget who was cutting to the basket, but a no look pass, which is hilarious. Um, but you know. Um, yeah, the second unit could be a little bit stronger. I, honestly, I think the biggest upgrade might just be defensively, man, what Flynn could bring. But, you know, I, I'm also not surprised. I think Nick wants to trust a guy like Norm, who honestly was quite good last year. Um, and you got to give him more than just two games to figure it out, uh, no matter how bad those two games were. But, um, yeah, that's where the Raptors are right now, man. I mean, it's uh, 0-2, start to the year. It's not ideal. I think they got a lot of things to figure out. Everyone keeps talking about they got to play differently. Okay, um, we'll see. Uh, you know, if the results are what they are right now, then yeah, they'll probably have to, sh- to figure out a new way to play. I think, quite honestly, Baines might be more used to playing a more traditional scheme, so less helping, less doubling, and things like that. But if you do dial back on some of the more creative elements of what Nick wants from his defense, and maybe what the more demanding elements of what Nick wants from the defense, then you also have to wonder if that also then leads to other areas where, okay, then if you're not doubling and helping as much. Then Chris as a backup center sometimes can get too small. Kyle and Fred together can get sometimes get too small. Some mismatches there, um, but you know it's only two games. They'll figure it out. Realistically, I think they don't need to change too much right now. They just need to a get more cohesive as a group and b just do everything better. <laughs> I know that doesn't sound like a solution. It's not as simple as let's just play a different scheme or whatever. Um, but I think they got it. They, they they obviously had a great formula last year. I think they still have a lot of the pieces to replicate that. They just need to go out and do it. And and so far, especially tonight, they did not do it enough defensively. They were poor. So, service so here, three stars. I'm gonna give the first star. Um, honestly, I'll, I'll give the first star to, to Chris. Man, 22 points, 10 rebounds, seven blocks. Phenomenal game for Chris. Nine of 13 shooting, three of four from three. In 28 minutes, hugely productive. Got the closing game ahead of Baines, and honestly, he deserved it. He, he played great. Um, second star, giving that to, I'll give it to Fred. 27 points, three rebounds, nine assists, 10 of 12, uh, 10 of 20 shooting from the field, five of 12. There was one play where you know he missed Matt Thomas wide open in transition, and you know I screen capped it. People were kind of going at Fred. I, I felt that was unfair. Um, first off, Fred actually created that whole play by himself by picking off Dejounte Murray and, and sparking the fast break. Um, and it was a layup, so if Thomas wasn't in the corner, I wouldn't say Fred took a bad shot, but, you know, he did miss that one read. Overall, Fred played quite well. Nine assists today, you know, says a lot in terms of, you know, he, it's not like he was uh, operating with tunnel vision out there. Um, yeah, Fred was Fred was solid. And then the third star, I'm giving it to Pascal, only because the first half was so good. Second half, not so good, but 16 points, 15 rebounds, 8 assists, a steal, a block. The five turnovers, I do want to see Pascal's turnovers come down. I still think some of it is just not recognizing the situation defensively um, and how defenses are playing him sometimes. Um, you know, he does pick up some offensive fouls, which, honestly, big forwards tend to do. Like, you look at Giannis, for example. The guy, you know, like two offensive fouls a game, at least. Um, at least that, that go called. Man, I would say maybe a lot more that go uncalled. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Pascal played 43 minutes. You know, did a lot. I think he was probably the best player defensively. So, um, yeah, you got to give him credit there. And again, the eight assists, man. Seven of those were for threes. One of those was for a layup to Baines under the basket. So, you can't argue with the results. Um, and you and you you do have to look at 
the, the bigger picture with Pascal as well. Um, it's just, yeah, you hope to see his efficiency around the basket return. Because, you know, quite honestly, in, in most of 2020, which is uh, pretty much since Pascal had that groin injury, um, the, the pain efficiency has dropped. So hopefully that comes back. But, yeah, in terms of your Gerald Henderson Award winner, that's got to go to Patty Mills, 21 points, three assists off the bench, eight of nine shooting, five of six from the, 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 the three-point line. Can't let Patty Mills get open. And a lot of mistakes there, man. Wrapped his bench. I mean, got to get better, man. Get, got to get better. JJ the first day, now Patty. It's a problem. Um, so, yeah. That does it for the podcast. Um, I'm sorry. I was a little bit depressing. Uh, happy holidays to everybody. <laughs> uh, happy happy holidays, everybody. Uh, the Raptors are on, too. But, uh, yeah, I look, they, they can turn it around. They, there's talent. They can turn it around. They, they, ha- they know what to do. I'm just surprised that they... You know, I'm, I'm not used to seeing them sort of lack a bit of continuity and everything like that. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They just got to be better. Period. So, thanks everyone for listening. Rate, review, subscribe. Listen to the podcast. Share the podcast. Thanks everyone for watching on YouTube. And, um, yeah, I'll be back uh, when the Raptors play Philly, hopefully they win, man. The Raptors had, you know, look, one thing the Raptors did really well last season was have great bounce back wins against Philly. So hopefully that trend continues. Uh, we'll see what happens though, when there's no mark to guard, uh, Joel and B, but, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see what happens against Philly. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Tyler Tsaitis. Tyler Tsaitis. I'm Kyla Tsaitis, and I have been training a global community of women since 2009. I've created a brand new podcast, Sweat Daily, to help you level up your life and reach your health and well-being goals. From fitness tips to food that fuels you, meditation to motivation, we've got you covered. Sweat Daily, the happiest, healthiest, and most confident version of you awaits. Available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. 
ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs>